The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the very latest edition of the Selby is Godcast, courtesy of The Athletic Cleveland. I am TJ Zuppi. And my pal sitting right across from me just finished running around the hotel in a victory lap. It's Zach Meisel. What did I win? You won, like, the ability to say that you were right. About? Yandy Diaz. Well, I... One hit doesn't change that. Six-game sample size, dude. You can go take a victory lap. No, I think the win came from Terry Francona admitting he's a polished, advanced hitter who will be hitting in the middle of their lineup at some point. Even if that's the case, today. what are you waiting for? If what that's are you not waiting today, for? It might be in the future. It could be years from now. He is 27, right? Yeah. Is he going to get to arbitration before that's old. he's 35? That's old. Like, that when I turned right. 27 two years ago, I felt like I was... Uh, I, I think 27 is the first year where you aren't young anymore. 27 as an athlete. the new... That's like... Because that's like your 35. prime. That's, that's, well, in HBD, that's when you stop developing. Yeah, well, that's when you're, any signs of potential go away, and it's just whatever you are, you are. Right. Well, so whatever Yandi is, he is. And it looks like he's a pretty polished hitter capable of hitting in the middle of a lineup. He's hitting 550. That's the highest batting yeah, average on the team. Yeah, what's his on-base percentage? 550. So he hasn't done anything else besides hit the ball? True. He only has one strikeout, though. I mean, 700 slugging that's a, percentage. That's a walk percentage that has regressed a bit. I'm, I'm a little worried about that. I mean, you wrote about it. I wrote about it. Um, being a bit facetious, of course, but a big league skill set capable of helping this offense, a team that needs offense, just a little bit more of, of it, uh, certainly to at least replace some guys that have been below average in, in run creation. I mean, he's sitting in the system. They've been making trades. They've looked elsewhere. I wouldn't rule out them making another deal before the end of August. And we got the latest on Leonis Marti. We can get into that uh, coming up. But internally, you, you have a guy that could step in right now and could be helping. And here recently, because of Edwin's trip to the disabled list, what do you know? He's been helping. My biggest Quandry qualm 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 qualm. What does that mean? Your biggest issue, your biggest problem, yeah, biggest thing getting under your skin. Okay, up. Oh, I hear a boat. We are right here on the water in Cincinnati. Where look out the window, there's a river in the hotel room, and then if you open up the door, there's construction going on inside the hotel from like seven o'clock in the morning on. We're actually in Kentucky. True. Uh, Cincinnati is Kentucky, basically. I can, I, I can throw a baseball. If you take the... Have any the home average, runs landed in Kentucky? <laughs> not to say the average Oakland A's outfielder <laughs> can probably launch one over the river. Uh, anyway, what were we talking about? Qualm? My, my, so my Andre. issue with this is we know Chris Antonetti sat down with Jason Kipnis and, before the trade deadline and said, hey, you know, we're looking at some different things, maybe Manny Machado. In, in the event of that, 
we would consider moving you to center field if that's cool with you. And Kipnis said, eh, whatever you need. Well, why why wouldn't Yandy Diaz be included in that? Like, why wasn't that an option to just call up Yandy and move Kipnis to center? Do you want me to play devil's advocate? Do you want me to give you their side or what they would tell you? I, I mean, I, I, I do whatever you, you want. TJ. I agree with you, but I, I can tell you what they would okay, respond Okay, what would with. they respond with? That Manny Machado, Ian Kinsler, and we heard them, I don't know, I'm sure they maybe even made a phone call about Jonathan Scope. All these guys have proven track records, or at least more than Yanni Diaz does. So if you're going to make a move that's that substantial, if you're going to move Jason Kipnis off second base, put him in the outfield, you're going to do it for a guy that you feel 100% or at least pretty close, Brian Dozier probably factors into that too, what you can expect from that player at that position. Yanni Diaz... He's got 1,200 plate appearances at AAA. And how many have come in the major leagues? But that's my point, is you've never given him a chance. I'm just telling you what they're going to say. Yeah, they're going to say I, that he doesn't have the proven track record that those other guys do, so to make a move like that, you have to feel like... I mean, that's not a move you can probably come back from. If you're putting Kipnis out in the outfield, I doubt you're going to then put him back in the infield at some point. Not this year. No. But so, but my so my follow so up to this if you're making this big change, then you have to feel good about Yanni Diaz sticking at third base and then just being there for the rest of the year. I do feel good about I that. feel good about him doing that for the next six years. My question now is if you spin this forward, how does anything change going into next year? You know, you said you don't want him in the outfield, so that limits you to third base, first base, and designated hitter. Third base is Jose Ramirez. And Jason Kipnis is under contract for $14.5 million next year. So unless you can find a taker, no. he's going to be here. Plus a $2.5 million buyout. So right. factor that into it. First base is Alonzo. DH is Encarnacion. They're both under contract next year. So uh, are we going to play this song and dance again for another full calendar year? Is Yandy Diaz going to finally get, after after 1,900 plate appearances at AAA, he's finally going to get an opportunity to play every day in the majors at 29? Were you uh, surprised at all when he said, when he admitted frustrated? I mean, you and I know he's frustrated when he's down there in AAA, but players often massage it and skirt the issue and say, no, 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 it's fine. I'm, I'm keeping a positive outlook. Yeah, he admitted last night, yeah, I was really frustrated at the end of the year. It was tough to go down to AAA and. Did you see my reaction? Yeah, I did. It was, yeah. what? what is that? Who's the gif of. Is it uh, the guy from Dexter, Michael C. Hall, who like does the like like shakes his head and his eyes get big? Like you know what I'm talking about? No, that I don't know gif. that gif. I don't know what that gif. Yes, is. you do. I know the blinking. gif. The blinking. Yeah, that's what he's. Is doing. that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know that. Like I, I literally did that, and I kind of took a step back almost because I was surprised. Because a lot of times, it's difficult when you have a player who doesn't uh, speak enough English, and you need. Uh, the team translator and, and I think things can get lost in translation a little bit and so a lot of times you get I don't want to say bland quotes but you know what I mean you get like sometimes you lose some specifics yeah. just because you know you don't know exactly the the way we're asking something we don't know exactly the way the player is is framing his answer um, so I was actually kind of surprised when he admitted that uh, and, and just yeah, it, taking it back just because this is uh, he, this is year two of this, but really like year three. I mean, he didn't get called up in September of 2016, and he, he probably deserved a call up then. 
And so there have been, I'm sure there have been a lot of points where he's like, what, what, what am I doing down here? They need, they need hitting at the bottom of their lineup. They need some stability. Like, why, why am I still down here? This is, it's got to be boring for him. I mean, look at his numbers. They're ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's why you look at his numbers this year. I don't I it, it would be one thing if he was completely struggling, but the fact that it just looks like a normal stat line is not surprising. Maybe maybe someone would say, oh, "I would want him to see him hitting 330 down there. He's got big league experience now. Should be able to slaughter those AAA pitchers." He probably could if he was as locked in as he needed to be. Those 1200 plate appearances he's hitting 322. And his on-base percentage is 436, I believe. Did you know he's hitting 295 in his career in the major leagues? Yeah, I mean, look, is he a perfect is he a perfect hitter? No. 380 on-base percentage? He does, he, you wish he would hit for more power. That might come eventually. Uh, but there's, there's no team in the major leagues that wouldn't want that bat in their lineup. I mean, he, he, he crushes everything. Where, what was your stat? He's 10th in the majors in exit last velocity over the last two years. Yeah, 140 results. What other names were on that list? Uh, I mean, every single guy on the list was a terrific hitter. Um, the Aaron only ones, Judge, that, the only ones that were like sort of had you raising your eyebrows, like Daniel Polka. But yeah, Aaron Judge, J.D. Martinez, Nelson Cruz, guys who just crushed the Chris ball. Chris Davis, the good one. <laughs> so... I mean, there's uh, Joey Gallo, I think, was third on the list. So, yeah, there's some swing and miss on there. But and, Diaz doesn't and, and swing and miss not, either. It's not as simple as just hitting the ball hard. Like, there's more to hitting than just hitting the ball hard, and I think we all understand that. But to show up on that list and to look at the list, and it's it'd be one thing if I could pick out, like, six good hitters and there are, like, three outliers, and, okay, maybe this doesn't make sense. When you look at the list and there's ten great hitters and he's among them, there's something to just hitting the ball hard. And I agree with you. I think at some point, as he gains more experience, as he gets more confident at this level, he learns what pitches he can drive, You know where to zero in. Maybe he stops uh, being as patient as he is, where he's letting the ball travel as deep as he is to drive the ball to the opposite field, and he realizes a ball in the inside corner. Like Jose Ramirez, anything that's inside, he's just pulling his hands in and just crushing it. I mean, maybe, what about maybe, a 65-mile-an-hour curveball? <laughs> then he is falling over, the bat goes flying, and Tito crushes his knee laughing about it as you ask about <laughs> it. I think that there's more to Yandy Diaz than we've seen. And still, you look at the career big league numbers, and you're factoring in a month. Like the first month that he was up last year, he was dealing with horrible luck. He was crushing the ball but not getting yeah. any results off of it. Um, and some of it probably just needed to make some adjustments too, but... You factor that in, and he still has a very respectable slash line, a guy that has been above average as a hitter in his big league career. And again, I think that there's more to Yandy Diaz than we've seen so far. So give me your power rankings of where you would want him to play defensively. Well, I already told you I would put him in right field. They're not comfortable with that. You wave goodbye to Melky. We're almost at September. If you're just patient with Edwin for another week or two, you right. can probably just get to September and then see what happens. I think that's what will happen. Uh, and I th- and I actually think that there's an error. I mean, there's an element of, I mean, that's kind of wise because of the the lack of depth in their outfield. If they can at least keep one more guy around, and you have this giant lead, so make sure Edwin is not. There's not nothing wrong with the hand, nothing wrong with the bicep. He's feeling fine heading into September where he can get his at bats. Nothing wrong with Yandi's biceps. No. Dear God, would you like to figure find out where he shops? Yeah, we were talking about this last night, and I think, like, so he is 
He's a fit dude, obviously. The biceps are enormous. Um, He's got an incredible sense of style, too. But he, you know, it's not like... Like, the biceps need a triple XL shirt, (laughs) but the rest of his body needs just a large. And I don't know where you find something that would fit you. Like, he squeezed into that dress shirt last night after the game, and... Yeah, but those last few buttons were the real MVP. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, and like, his arms, like, if he flexes while wearing a dress shirt, the thread is going to (laughs) rip. And it's 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 interesting to me. Like, he has to be careful. Yeah, like not get angry out in public because just one. I'm surprised he can wear long sleeve shirts. One awkward flexing. short sleeve. It Does could he at carry least, like, extra shirts with him just in case he tears through them? Well, I thought he would just have to wear like Under Armour at all times. Everything would have to be form fitting, dry fit. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> Well, stay tuned for that. I think it would be fun to go shopping with Yandy Diaz. Uh, Anyway, uh, where would I put him? I would put him in right field. They do not feel comfortable doing that. I don't understand that. I feel like we've addressed that. Should have done that in spring training. Uh, Okay. Seven different podcasts. The reasons why I feel... Even even if he is somehow worse in the outfield than Melky has been, he's making up with with the bat, is he not? Is he not that much better offensively than Melky? Can be that he is going to make up for any shortcomings. In the Every right time field. you diss Melky, he delivers like a two-run single. So I should keep doing it. The last two games, Melky has been right in the thick of some huge offense. Yeah, thanks to the manager who has kept him in there. And <laughs> like based on his quotes last night, uh, maybe in other situations he believes he wouldn't have got that opportunity. Um, so right field would be my first on the depth chart. It's not going to happen. So put him at third base. And Kipnis the center. Put Kipnis in center, put so Kipnis I, in right. I, I would actually prefer an outfield that has Greg Allen and Kipnis in it as opposed to Kipnis in center and Melky in right. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm fine with that. I, I Like, why haven't they done that already? That's that's. I think if they were going to do that, they would have done it. I agree. Gre- like, Greg Allen and Rajay Davis are redundant in my mind in that they have very similar skill sets. I'm more interested in seeing Greg Allen playing because he's younger and I don't know exactly what that ceiling is. Switch hitter um, too. Switch hitter, like and, and I I think he can. I think he's a little faster in the outfield, maybe a little better range, maybe. I mean, the metrics aren't kind to him, but it's in a very limited sample size. Yeah, I just based on watching him play center field, he looks like a tremendous center fielder. Yeah, so I I I think the reason both of them are on the roster right now is just because you need a backup at every spot. And so there's no one else in the roster who can do that besides those two unless you're comfortable with Brandon Geyer out there. So I think that changes if you say, okay, we'll go Yandy at third, Ramirez at second, Kipnis in in the outfield. If if he's in center, then you only need one one of those guys. This also might be another case of let's get to September. That way we don't have to cut anybody and we can experiment and move guys around. But is one month enough to determine whether you like that? I don't know. I mean, they might not have they've, a choice. They've, they've kind the of pigeonholed they've, themselves into a... In the past, they've made these decisions on the fly. Yeah. I mean, what's um, going to happen when Chisholm comes back? Yeah, I mean, you don't even know if he's going to have enough time to get comfortable. He essentially just admitted last year that he felt he was ready heading into October, and then he faced Luis Severino and realized, I ain't ready. This, this I probably yeah. should have gone about this a different way. This is... I feel like this is deja vu. Well, there's no gonna. There's, it's not gonna be Gio or Shella playing third base in October. No, but there's just is not a. It's not an easy answer. The outfield has remained a mess, and this is the risk you take when you 
don't have, and I know with the Indians' payroll and whatnot, like they're not going to have a fixture at every single position. You're going to have question marks. You're going to have platoons. But when you do, yeah, yeah. But especially for a team like this, they can't just go out and say, "All right, well, we'll spend twenty million on a center fielder and a right fielder and a left fielder." Um, And I think that can sometimes haunt you because now you have. I mean, if assuming they get Chisholm Hall back, you're going to have like six bodies out there, and I don't know how best to assemble them. Can we? I feel like it. I have this conversation every year. Can we put to rest that platoon is a dirty word? Yeah, like Brandon Geyer with someone who can hit righties really well in right field is like a is as Lonnie good Chisinau. as an all-star. A healthy yeah. Lonnie Chisinau, who has, over the past, what, three years, has just raked against righties. And again, and Brandon Geyer, who rakes against lefties, if you put that together, it's, it's great. I mean, it looks he was, like he's swinging a rake against righties. <laughs> oh, wow. Not recently. I think he's better against righties recently than lefties. Uh, small sample size alert. I mean, the Red Sox are running Steve Pierce out against lefties. I don't think hear anybody complaining when he's crushing no. three home runs. Platoons are fine. I don't know that you can call what they've had in center field the last couple of years a platoon not, or anything positive. It's not a perfect one, for sure. Yeah. No, I, I think that's the issue. There's just too many question marks out there, and injuries have certainly hurt as well. But uh, you yeah, would I mean, like how, some stability. How different would this be if Bradley Zimmer was healthy and doing at least what he did last year? Well, and productive, right? That's, that, what that's I mean. That's like the, over the balance of the whole season, yeah. if he was doing that same thing, where he's like a two-three win player just based on his base running and his defense, and then you had. Lonnie Chisholm and, and Brandon Geyer splitting time. It looks a lot better than... And it would look a lot better with Leonis Martin, too. True. And and that's such an unfortunate situation. And I don't even know how... Like, credit to Chris Antonetti for being able to compartmentalize, obviously, Martin's health, first and foremost, top priority, first thing on the mind. But But it's part of life in that he still has to be paying attention to the waiver wire and considering alternatives and and what they can do to to add to the roster. I mean, you feel like a giant a-hole yeah. asking baseball-related questions when it comes to Martin because there is so much bigger right. uh, at play here. We're talking about a guy's life, his organs shutting down, just being able to be there for his family. All things way more important than who's patrolling center field for the Indians. But... It's also Chris Antonetti's job to plan for that. So to to put myself in his shoes to try and and figure out, do you make a move? Do you not make a move? Do you factor him into your plans? Do you not factor him into your plans? And based on, I mean, we're just speculating now. We don't know anything more than probably they do at this point. It's, it's all about just getting him healthy. But you also have a responsibility to put the best baseball team you can on the field. Um so I, I don't envy being in that position. I already felt like they needed to add an outfielder mm-hmm. uh, before the before this situation with Martini even became a reality. So I, I still think they're going to pursue that route. Yeah, the thing that hurts is that there doesn't seem to be much in terms of center field out there. No. If you're going to get an outfielder, it's probably going to be a right fielder. There's a lot of National League options. Yeah. There aren't as many American League, and that becomes a problem during the waiver period. Because not as many players get to you. You know, yesterday Antonetti admitted that not many players have even gotten to them on waivers, and they've been able to claim very few. And obviously, to this point, they haven't worked out a deal, so obviously nothing has come to fruition. 
and, and I keep circling back to if, if it's going to be a right fielder that you can add on the waiver wire, that doesn't solve anything for center. No. And I still trot it out there. Well, maybe Yandi to third and Kipnis to center is the move that has to be made. And if that's the case, what are you waiting for? Would you feel more comfortable with Yandi in center, Kipnis <laughs> at third? If the, if the chances aren't out there anymore, then who cares? If you're getting good offense, figure it out. Uh, would you feel more comfortable with Jason Kipnis and his range in center or his arm in right? Or less comfortable, I should say. Which which is more detrimental, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. I'd feel about as comfortable as I would feel if I put on one of Yandy's shirts. Wouldn't it be the other way around if he put on one of, put on one of my shirts? Yeah. yeah. Probably better that way. I... I I, I kind of would. I think I would say I'd put him in center only because I've seen that. Okay. And his arm would be less important, I guess. Out there, uh, it's important anywhere, but I just I, I he's played center. I know it was a decade ago, but he he did it last year, and he had to. The fact that he had to learn it on the fly would ease that process if he had to do it again. If he had to go to right field, that's. There's a lot there, you know. You gotta. It's a new part of the ballpark. You have to get acclimated to. It's. It would be easier to adjust to center, I think. So I think I'd feel more comfortable with that. But. But again, and I know you said you you liked the idea of Greg Allen maybe in center, Kipnis in right instead of Melky. Well, you can put defensive replacements in the game. You can put Greg Allen in center at the end, no matter what, and you can put Brandon Geyer in right if you want. So I. I don't know. You're, 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 it, it's, it's, it's also why I think this is so long overdue, too, though, is because you're getting nine innings of Yandy's offense, and you're if you're making a sacrifice on defense, which maybe you are slightly, you're only doing that for six, seven innings because you're probably going to bring in defensive replacements. I mean, that's true. It all comes down to how these guys are hitting. It, it, it can make sense if Jason Kipnis makes more of these these games that he's had recently where it'll be one good game, couple mad games, another good game, another couple mad games. If he can string together good games and get on an actual offensive, I won't even say explosion or streak, but just be more consistent offensively, then you live with it. It's a lot easier to live with when your guy's hitting, when you're making room for somebody offensively as opposed to when you're just trying to put together puzzle parts and none of them are contributing offensively. It makes it easier to to say stick with Greg Allen when the past few games we've seen Greg Allen get on base, uh, steal a couple of bags, become impactful. Then it's easier to say we'll live with him down at the bottom of the lineup because he's at least holding his own enough offensively that it becomes a net positive when you can consider what he adds on the bases and what he adds in the outfield. Yeah, and I don't want to come off like we're just attacking this team for not doing something we think they should do. Well, that's what and, you're doing. Well, but I, I th- I'm I, sure they're having these same oh, conversations. I that a little bit, too. Yeah. They're having these same conversations. I mean, it's, it's. I'm sure they're weighing everything. They're telling their analytics department to get on the case and, and figure out what would be the best move. And I thought football coaches were the only ones that sat around and yelled <laughs> at each other. Don't touch my quarterback! <laughs> and fucking stop him. <laughs> um, but it's... They have a 12-and-a-half game lead in the division. Like, get crazy. Get a little wild. <laughs> Experiment. 
Put your pitcher out in right field. What the hell? That Go was cool. It. And then he came back and delivered a base hit. And then the right fielder they put on the mound struck out the most important hitter on the Indians lineup and went through the top of the order like nothing. As Mike Clevenger said, baseball is baseball, and that's why you love it. Or hate it at certain times, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, we need a random Indian. We don't have all of our We didn't accomplish a thing. Like, why are you already reaching for the random any of the day? We don't know where Yandi fits in. Like, we're just a couple Third of... Third base. Like, seriously, we're just a couple of idiots sitting here yelling about where to... Put him in the lineup! Put him in the lineup! And they're sitting there calmly, well, where would you like? He's like, I don't care! Just put him Third in there! Third base. I already solved it. Kipnis goes to center. I would put him in right. No. I'd put him in right. That's not going to happen. But that's what I would do. It's not enough time for that. He needs. He doesn't have any reps. Um, okay, we're gonna go to the year 2005 for this random Indian. He was a pitcher who had a 4.61 ERA. Fernando Cabrera. No. He. Oh. Oh God. Amazon user, you just want a gift card. Okay, we don't want that. Uh, the Indians were his third major league team. Previously played for Houston and Colorado. He actually pitched for the Indians in 2004 as well. I don't remember that at all. I got nothing. Starting pitcher. I got nothing. Started there. There are only five. Scott Ellerton. Pitchers. Yes, Scott Ellerton. Who finished his major league career with a 56 and 61 record? He was 11 and 9 for the Indians in 2005. That was the year. Did they? They only used five starters, right? 2005. I just no. Jason Davis Millwood. made four starts, but uh, that's Kevin that was Millwood it. went nuts. Millwood won the ERA title. Cliff Lee went 18 and 5. CC was. A workhorse, almost had 200 innings. Jake Westbrook actually led the team that year with 210 innings and 34 starts. And then Scott Ellerton was their number five guy. They had the number one ERA in the league. Um, and they won 93 games, but... Finished short of the postseason? Hands around the neck. All right, well, now that we've accomplished nothing, figured out the random inning of the day, anything else? Favorite part about Cincinnati? Favorite? I mean, we've been here a day. I don't know. No, I mean, been here before. I. Uh, I don't. How was I your Montgomery one. Inn experience? It was fine. It was. It was okay. It's it one of those places where, like, the first time I know? ate there, I thought it was the greatest place in the world. And every time I eat there after, reality sets in a little bit. It's just whatever. It, it, I mean, it wasn't. I'm not complaining about the meal. Yeah. That's fine. It, it, it happened. Existed. I am full, and I'm looking forward to dinner. Okay. It's not like some some of these trips that we make, we get to go to these places. Slows in Detroit. You know, we talk about all the time. You eat so much, you eat like a king, and then you want no part of eating for a while. That, that was not the meal I had. Agreed. Today. Yeah. Usually, slows. I will skip dinner. Yeah, that makes sense. Or Ryan just carries it because around. Because I have to. Because Ryan Lewis of the Akron Beacon Journal carries it around like a football for the rest of the trip. 
Yeah. Well, I, I get so much food at Slows that I literally am not allowed to pay for another meal because <laughs> I've exceeded my per diem. Have you ever seen Ryan, as he goes through the security, they check his food, too? Yeah. Well, the in Detroit last time, the queen of press dining, I don't know what the official title there is, saw that he had his his box of leftovers and she asked what was in there and he said ribs and she asked if she could have some <laughs> so uh, and like a jerk didn't share a damn thing no you could subscribe to the podcast where zach podbean that would be one of the many ways you can subscribe also apple spotify podcasts, spotify uh google podcast and stitcher. stitcher i always forget stitcher but we're also on stitcher and a billion other places anchor if you go to our anchor page there's links for podcast places we don't even know about but we're also on there but search the selby is godcast or find us on twitter at tj zuppi at zach meisel parting words what are larger yanni diaz's biceps or mike avilas's calves uh boy oh boy i think i would go biceps slightly yeah those calves though they were like what would what would a ball player with avilas's calves and Diaz's biceps look like. It'd probably be hard to move. You'd be so heavy. <laughs> I'm trying to think of anybody that would have that much ridiculousness all packed into one player. This is like those guys on the remember the World's Strongest Man competitions <laughs> oh, you'd see yeah. on like ESPN two at three AM? It's like you create a player on a yeah. video game. MLB the show. You just create a player like that. Till next week, we're out of here. Have a good weekend, everybody. And let us know where Yanni Diaz should play. Because everywhere you put you pick is the correct answer. Pitcher. We're out. See ya.